Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, PraiseChapelLasVegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. bless you for that. Amen. I want to I want to continue on a, on a second part of last week's message, the fire. Somebody say fire. fire. Amen. So I want you to turn to the book of Acts chapter 1 and verse 4. And I'm going to go ahead and read a few scriptures. Amen. And we're just going to jump right into this. Amen. And it says there in Acts chapter 1, 4 out of the NIV, it says, on one occasion, while he, speaking of Jesus, was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait. Somebody say, wait. Wait. Come on. Wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. Acts 1.8 says, but you receive power. Somebody say, boom. Come on. You receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all of Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. We, say I, we need to contend for the fire. Amen. And what I want to minister today is on fresh fire. Somebody say fresh fire. Fresh fire. We need fresh fire to fall on us if we are going to make a difference within our own lives in the world that we live in. We need the help of the Holy Spirit. You know, if we are going to change anything within us, we need the Holy Spirit. Just like these classes that you the army just took, amen, the, the word is good, knowledge is good, but how many know that they still need the Holy Spirit to help them through, that to, to, to remind them of the word, amen, the word is great, the word is powerful, but when you add the Holy Spirit to it, it becomes more powerful, and that is where the boom action happens. So we need the Holy Spirit, we need a fresh fire in our lives if our lives are going to change in the world around us, amen. We need the Holy Spirit We need the Holy Spirit to come. Amen. Somebody say fire. Fire. Amen. So fire, listen, the fire of the Holy Spirit is what brings transformation. How many of that we need transformation? Come on, we cannot stay the same. There has to be a change within our lives when we get saved. Amen. Like I said last Sunday, we or some of us or maybe I'm, I'm talking all of us, we need to change our stinking thinking. Come on, hallelujah. Come on, the definition of transform is this, to change the outward form or appearance of and to change in the character or condition or convert. Come on, we need Jesus. Come on, somebody say Jesus. We need Jesus on the inside working on the outside. Come on, I know that sometimes we can look good on the outside, but inside is all messed up. And so a lot of us, and especially ladies, amen, they can put up the makeup and hide all, all that they're going through. Hallelujah. Come on, guys, we can't really hide it. We can probably get a fresh haircut or something, but, 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 but right back there, you can, you can wake up looking bad, but, uh, you know, some lipstick and some eyeshadow and like, whoa, it looks like everything's cool for her. But that's just the outside. Come on. Can I, uh, come on. Can I be real? Come on. I, I know. 
I'm married. Hallelujah. I can speak this. Amen. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Preach it. <laughs> no. <laughs> they wake up like that. Hallelujah. No, don't get me wrong. I'm saying there are seasons, not all things, but we can hide over the makeup. We can hide over a new outfit. We can hide over a new suit. But inside, we're messed up. And so what we need is the Holy Spirit to come in and to work on the inside that the outside matches what's inside. True. So if Jesus is working inside of us and the Holy Spirit is living inside of us, then guess what? The things start to change on, on the outside. It's not the outside of looking good. It's the outside of looking confident. It's the outside of saying, you know what? I can make this. I, I can go through. I can be going through a season or a hard time, but you know what? It's not going to shake me, amen. I'm rooted, amen. I'm fighting this fight, amen. If God be for me, then, then who can get You can start to quote the word of God and believe it. Can somebody say amen? See, Jesus died on the cross that we would not stay the same. Come on, but be transformed by the blood of Jesus. Come on, if we are going to be a witness, we need, say, I need Pentecostal fire. Come on, somebody. Fire that brings on the transformation, and the Holy Spirit helps us in that area. Come on, in Acts chapter 2, 1 through 4 says this, When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. And suddenly like a wind or blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house that they were sitting. And they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire. Somebody say fire. Come on. That separated and came and rested on each of them. And all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. They began to speak in other tongues. Amen. They began to listen, to began to speak in the Spirit. See, the symbol of fire came, and the Bible says, as I just read, it rested on them, amen, when the Holy Spirit came upon them in that upper room. Fire, listen, church, fire is a symbol of transformation. Fire, listen, changes anything it touches. Fire refines. Fire purifies. It burns away those things that are useless, Come on, let's look at some ways that the Holy Spirit works in transforming you and I. The Holy Spirit, listen, took a group of fishermen, uh, took, a, uh, took former prostitutes, uh, ex-religious leaders, uh, tax collectors, rebellious people, and formed them into a united group called the church. Hallelujah. Somebody say the church. Come on. Listen, Jacob was a cheater. Peter had a temper. David had an affair. Jonah ran from God. Paul was a murderer. Gideon was insecure. Miriam was a gossiper. Martha was a worrier. Thomas was a doubter. Sarah was impatient. Elijah was moody. Mo Moses stuttered. Abraham was old. Amen. Lazarus was dead. I'm here to let you know that the Holy Spirit can transform anyone to anything he wants it to be, church. 2 Corinthians 12, 9 to 10 says this, 
Three times. Somebody say three times. Three times I begged the Lord to take it away. And each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in your weakness. Amen. So I'm glad to boast about my weakness so that the power of Christ can work through me. That's why I take pleasure in my weakness and in insults and hardships and persecutions and troubles that I suffer. Somebody say, I suffer. For Christ, for when I am weak, then I am strong. Come on, it's not a problem to say, you know what, I'm weak, amen. Because when you say that, then Christ's power can rest upon you. He can come inside of you. I don't have it all together. I need Christ's power. You know what, I go through seasons of weakness, and I can call upon God, and he strengthens me. Come on, it's those times. You don't have to fake it to make it. You don't have to be ashamed that you're going through a hard time. That's when Christ can work best through you. When you say, God, I need you. Come on, say that with me. God, I need you. Say, Holy Spirit, come. See, we need the Holy Spirit on those times. We don't need to say, I, I got to be tough. I'm a pastor. I'm a leader. I'm this or that. I've been saved this amount of years. No, no, I need you right here, right now. We all fall short. We need God, especially in the seasons and times that we're living today. Holy Spirit, we need you. We need a fresh fire. Can somebody say amen? amen. His grace is sufficient, church. His power makes us perfect in our weakness. The Holy Spirit power. that The fire that I'm talking about today provides that for you and I. The Holy Spirit took a bunch of drunks and potheads and thieves and connivers and selfish people and lawbreakers and ex-cons and anything that you want to add about your life into it. And he formed PCLV. Hallelujah. Come on. There's transforming power through the Holy Spirit and fire. I want you to listen, church. Every saint has a past. And every, but every sinner has a future. Hallelujah. Come on. Before Pentecost, the disciples were scared. The disciples were confused. The disciples lacked faith. They didn't fully understand the plan, the, the master's plan. Even though he was with them uh, those three years, amen, teaching them uh, what was to come and what was going to happen to him, uh, they didn't quite comprehend that. Even when he said, uh, in three days, I'll, I'll, I'll build the temple up again, they were thinking, this guy's crazy. This guy's nuts. I don't know what he's talking about, amen. But they said here, uh, but right here after Pentecost, when the fire of Foul, amen. It's a different story now. After they waited, I said, after they waited, the key church is to wait. Don't get before God, amen. You got to wait. Is it the right man? Is it the right girl? Wait, amen. Don't rush it, amen. No, get married quick. You got to wait. You got to pray. Come on, should I buy the car or should I not? Wait, amen. Did you pray? Should I buy this house? Should we move to a different city? Wait. Should we go to another church? No, wait, amen. You got to wait on God. What is he telling you to do? Don't be moved by emotion, amen. You got to wait, amen. He tells him here, wait. I don't know when it's coming. I don't know what's going to happen, but you guys got to wait. See, the problem with us, we don't like waiting. 
We're impatient right now. Some of you guys are even looking at your clock. Amen. When's one o'clock coming? Hallelujah. No, wait. You got to wait. Tell your panza, wait. Hallelujah. Come on. That's the emotion. That's the feeling. But the spirit man, you know, we, my wife flipped over this thing. We have a prayer on our, on our kitchen. And I, I usually get up and start cleaning the kitchen, making some coffee early in the morning. And it says right there, amen. You know what? Uh, the spirit is willing. But the flesh, someone say the flesh. The flesh is what? Weak. And he says what? Pray. Pray that you don't fall into temptation. Come on, we, 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 we got to wait. We don't want to wait on the Holy Spirit. We don't want to wait on God. We don't want to wait on this. We don't want to wait on that. But he says to wait. That's the problem with a lot of us. We're impatient. And so we move by feeling and not by God. And things happen and mistakes happen. And then we turn around and want to blame God. Or sometimes, oh, I don't want to go that far. I'll blame pastor. You can t- I, I, I can take it, guys. You can, you can blame me. We don't like to wait. You've got to learn to wait on the Lord. They said those who wait upon the Lord said what? They'll get renewed strength. We need to wait, church. We need to wait on God. Don't go. So he's telling the guys there, he's saying, in that upper room, wait. I don't know when the promise is coming. I, I don't know what time is going to come. You're going to have to wait. Just worship God, just praise. I don't know. It, it could have been days. It could have been whatever up in that upper room, but they had to wait. Nobody's saying, you know what? I'm tired of waiting. I'm out of here. Sometimes we feel like that. I'm out of here. I don't want to wait no more. But we got to learn to wait. But after they waited, they were full of faith. Come on, they, were, they, they, they had boldness and they were fearless, amen, because they waited. They understood the plan of God, amen. They were united, listen, like never before. They were united in love with the Father, listen, and with each other. That's how our church looks like, church. When we're together, not divided. When we're together and following the ways of what God is telling us. Nothing before this event ever took place, ever welded them into one united force. Pentecost, listen church, Pentecost united them. And they began to root themselves in Christ. Somebody say root it. Come on, they rooted themselves in Christ. It looked that the fire of God, the spirit of God, amen, it took the spirit of God as the fire to do this, to burn away division, to burn away misunderstanding, to burn away confusion, doubt, second guessing, amen, uncertainties, hatred, and all that other junk that's in the world, and united them as the church. It took repentance. Come on. How many know that the church needs to repent? Come on, we need to repent, church, amen. We need to get things right, amen. God's coming for a church without spot and without blemish, amen. He's coming for a church, amen, that have the same mind, the same heart, the same vision, amen. We need to burn away the stuff, amen, the thing that's getting stirred up. And we like to blame everyone else, but no one, listen, no one's blaming the devil. The devil is stirring all this up, amen. And we like to blame our brothers and sisters and everybody else, but it's the devil. In the last days, he's stirring up stuff. He said many are going to fall away if their hearts are not right with God. 
If we're not rooted in the things of God, we'll fall away, church. That's why we got to come together, united, loving one another, amen, and say, come on, let's just do this. The devil is at blame. He's the punk, hallelujah. Come on, let's, let's blame the right source, amen. Uh, come on, we got to repent. Repentance opens our eyes. Can somebody say amen? As you repent, then obedience comes. Come on. And then it's coming under the leadership that God has provided in order for the church to be formed. Let me show you an illustration of what I mean. There was a blacksmith who had two pieces of metal. Amen. They were cold and they were hard. Amen. But he wanted to make them one piece. Amen. And so he took these two pieces of metal that were cold and hard and he put them together and he started to bang into them, hitting them and hitting them. But these two pieces of metal would not unite. And then he remembered something that he should have never forgotten. He put the two pieces of iron and he threw them in the fire. Somebody say fire. And then he took them out and he laid one on top of the other. And with just a couple blows of this hammer, the two became one. Church, no one, listen, who is cold and hard can unite. If we're cold in our spirit and we're cold in our white, we cannot be united with what God's doing in the church. There's something that's within us, hard, cannot go together. If we're cold and hard, it's not going to unite, amen. There has to be some fire inside of us. It takes fire to unite us. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, uh, church, uh, that fire comes upon you. Uh, it will unite you uh, to the Father, uh, and it will unite it to us, to one another. It takes fire, church. That's what makes the church work today. The church needs the Holy Spirit fire to bring transformation. Come on, there has never been a program that has, has dramatically changed or transformed a person's life. Not a book, not AA, not even AAA. But only the Holy Spirit fire. Come on, that is the only program that can bring things together, amen, like never before. No program, listen, has brought people from different forms of life, transform them, and unite them as a group of people that can change the world. It takes the Spirit of God to do that. It takes the fire, listen, of God to do that. Come on, it started with the 12 to the 70 to the 120 that were in that upper room church. They got filled with the fire and they came down and turned the world upside down. The church was birthed, listen, in the power of the Holy Spirit. Fire fell on the day of Pentecost and it came, listen, with power. Listen, our world will not be transformed. You and I will not be transformed until the church is transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit. Till we're transformed by the fire, fresh fire. And that's why I say we need fresh fire. Say fresh fire. Come on, we need fresh fire to burn away those things. 
Come on, burn away attitudes. Come on. What would you say? Oh, yeah, I got attitude. <laughs> oh, yeah. Come on. <laughs> we got attitudes. Come on. We all go through seasons. We all go through. Come on. There's, there's funk in the world, church. And that funk, if you're not careful, will get on you. And so the only thing that can purify is the Holy Spirit fire. We need a fresh fire to burn away everything that the media gives us, all everything that the, that the, that, that you see on the news and Facebook and all this other junk that's out there, amen, feeding us. And, and we start to read up on it and we start to believe it and we start to follow that instead of seeking God in it. We need fresh fire. Fire. <laughs> we need fire. You got to get sick and tired where you're at sometimes, church. All about you. There's times I just get mad at myself. I get mad at the world. I get mad at what's going on. I say, God, I, I need some fire because the mad can turn into other things that are not good. And now we stop being the church and we start being like the world with revenge and hatred and all this other stuff that the enemy, listen, the enemy is stirring. I'm telling you right now, the enemy and his demons are loose and wild right now. And they're having, they're having, they're having a time. They're blowing, they're doing things in the me, they're doing things, things that you see, everything that's happening, the evil that's happening. It's the enemy. He's loose. He's, he's doing what he wants to do. And we as a church are just getting mad with it. And yeah, let's, yeah we're, we shouldn't be talking like that. We want to kill somebody. Come on, Christians saying, I want to kill someone? That's wrong. Hallelujah. Come on, we all want to take them out, you know. You know. We got to be praying. That's what we ought to be doing, not getting angry, not letting those, those spirits, listen, the spirits that are loose in our world come upon us. And we're bringing that same spirit, listen, into the church. Speaking our opinion, speaking of this and that and all this stuff, no one's speaking God. Our world would not be transformed. You and I are not going to be transformed, church, until the church is transformed, repentant, and right with God. And then the Holy Spirit fire will fall upon us. He says in the last days. How many know these are the last days? Come on, I know they've been saying it for a long time, but we're getting closer and closer, guys. Things are just shaping into what the world, what the Bible says already it's going to happen. It's already happening. We need some fire. We need, we need to be alert. We need to be alive. And it says, in the last days, I'm going to pour out my spirit. It's a promise. Just like the promise that he said to go up in that upper room and wait, right? Tells the 12 disciples, I want you to go up there and wait. God is telling you right now, Wait. Don't get caught up, but wait. Don't get angry, but wait. Don't, do, don't go ahead of me, but wait. Don't do this, but wait. And I'm going about to do something. And I'm about to pour out my spirit one more time all over the world. Come on, it's not going to fall in, in one room. It's going to fall in the churches all over the world. It's going to fall and it's going to fill people with power. What does it say? Men are going to have dreams and visions. These things are going to fall upon male and female everywhere. 
And God's looking for the people. And he said, who's waiting for my power? Who's waiting for me? Who's not going ahead of me? And then when it comes, he's just going to drop it. We have to be ready, church. The fire, the fresh fire is coming. It's coming. We got to be ignited. Ignited like a, just like last week, right? The fire, the burning side. Oh, I just want fire. I want to walk around with fire. What was that? that guy has some fire inside of him. I want a fire. Let me tell you. <laughs> Let me stay there. I'm going to stay here. I want fire. There you go. <laughs> Let me tell you, the world will see the fire. Come on, your, your co-workers will see the fire. It may, it may not be like that. You may not be a picture, but they're going to see something inside that's different, amen. They got to see the fire. They got to see the transformation inside of you, amen. But I'm going to tell you right now, you know who will see it, amen, who's nervous, who's nervous about you getting the fire? It's the devil himself. He says, oh, no, if that church, if that one person, if that one daughter, and that one son gets it on fire, oh, no, it's all over for us. They're going to start fighting back. They're going to start getting up. They're going to start seeking God. They're not going to get up complaining. Oh, yeah, yeah. See, the devil sees you get up like that. He says, oh, we can forget about them and her. But when they see you getting up with some fire, ooh, they're like, oh, no, she's up. <laughs> oh, he's up again. Hallelujah. It's a different story. We need a fresh fire upon us. Come on, church. I'm sick and tired of the devil bringing division and separation in the church. We need to unite. We need fire. Fire. Fire will burn away all that stuff that wants to creep up on you. Come on, fire. Just bring the fire. Just be on, lit on fire for God. Come on, who wants to be lit on fire for God? Okay, bring the gasoline. Hallelujah. <laughs> who will be the first one? Hallelujah. <laughs> we need fire, church. As believers, any believers in the house, we cannot afford to ignore his presence. Oh, man, he's trying to get your attention. <laughs> Oh, the Holy Spirit's trying to say, come on, I want to be your friend. I want to help. I want to help. I want to help. Let me help. Can I help? Can I help? And we're there. We're ignoring him. We're ignoring the presence of God. And he wants to help us through your situation. He wants to help you through your storms. He wants to help you in that decision. He wants to help you in the insecurities in your life and everything that you're going through. He says, man, I'm right here. I was sent to help you. Let me help you. Let me guide you. Let me become your best friend. Matthew chapter 3, 11 says, I baptize, this is John speaking, I baptize you with water, with water for repentance, but the one after me who comes, amen, is more powerful than I, whose sandal I'm not even worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with what? And with what? And with what? Fire. Woo! Woo! That's what Jesus came. He goes, I'm going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Acts chapter 2 verse 3 says, they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came and rested on each of them. 
The fire that appeared on the heads of each of the believers on that upper room has connection, listen church, to the Old Testament. Moses, when Moses was dedicating the tabernacle, the presence of the Lord was there, amen. It says in Leviticus chapter 9, 24, fire, somebody say fire again. Fire came out of the presence of the Lord and consumed the burnt offering and the fat portions on the altar. And when the people saw it, they shouted for joy and fell face down. When Solomon, amen, was dedicating the temple, the presence of the Lord was also there. It says in 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 1, when Solomon finished praying, Fire, somebody say fire. Fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and sacrifices and the glory of the Lord filled the temple, amen. The supernatural fire come uh, from the presence of God fell on each of these sacrifices. This indicated to the people that God accepted the tabernacle, that God accepted the dwelling or the temple as a, as a dwelling place. The Apostle Paul, Apostle Paul, honey, <laughs> I got to keep drinking water. <laughs> the, there is a new one, amen. The Apostle Paul in the New Testament, he used the term, listen, temple, to indicate under the new covenant, our body, say my body, are the temple of the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 6, 9 says, Do you not know that your bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you receive from God? You are not of your own. At Pentecost, listen, each believer that was in that upper room had tongues of fire over them. Amen. It was a supernatural fire once again from heaven. Listen, God sent down his fire to demonstrate, and I want you to catch this this morning, that from now on that he would accept the temple, our bodies, as a dwelling place, church. Come on. Meaning that the believer is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Now it does not just dwell in one place. It dwells all over the world. And you are the temple. Say, I am the temple. Come on, that's the temple. He wants to dwell inside of you. The church would not now become a dwelling place, listen, of God's spirit. We are the church. Somebody say, I'm the church. The church is not where you go. The church is who we are. Come on, this is who we are. We are the church. Come on, as the temple of the Holy Spirit in 1 Corinthians 6, 9 tells us that we're no longer, uh, we're no longer uh, of ourselves. Come on, it's not just about you. Come on, come on, or us. It's about what we need to do and what God wants us to do. Because uh, 1 Corinthians 6.20 goes on to say that you were bought at a high price, so therefore honor God with your bodies or your temple. You got to honor. You don't belong to yourself. That means you cannot do what you want to do to this temple. You cannot pollute the temple of God. You cannot do certain things when this temple belongs to God. Are you following me? Come on. This is a temple. Anything I do, any part of this body, I have to do it in glory to God. 
I cannot do because I want to do. You don't belong to yourself. You were bought at a high price. You weren't bought cheap. Tell your neighbor, I'm not cheap. Come on, I'm not Walmart special, amen, hallelujah. I, I was bought with a high price. We were bought with a high price. When we became Christians, listen, church, the Holy Spirit came and he started to live inside of us. Therefore, we no longer of our own. It becomes the temple. It becomes the temple of the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit. When you're living in a building owned by someone else or, or you're renting a, a place, amen, come on, you try not to violate the building rules, right? There's a certain rules that you can't have music at a certain time or all this stuff. Or there's certain things that you got to follow, amen. Because our body belongs to God, we must not violate the living standards. The standards for living, church. Come on. Uh, we must not allow things within the temple that pollutes it. That goes with anything we see or anything we drink. Anything that comes into our bodies, church. We cannot violate the temple of the Holy Spirit, church. Come on, I know prayer covers a lot of things over our body, but we can stop certain things that we entertain. Hello. Things that we're watching, things that we're listening to that come into us, come into our minds. Now it comes into our what? Our temple, our bodies, where the Holy Spirit's living. Is the Holy Spirit happy living with you? Come on. Come on. Is, is he happy? Is it, is it a dwelling place? Or, or do you have to hide things? Because Yahweh knows they're there. <laughs> if we put up a front. If we got things in our closet. We're like, come on in. Come on. You ever had somebody come, just come over, and your place is a mess, and you're like, oh, man, there's, there's chonies everywhere. No. <laughs> I got to clean. Oh, wait up, wait up. I'll be right there, Pastor. Hold on. Clean it up, yeah. Come on, hurry. Where, where I put it? Throw it in the closet. Everything goes always in the closet. You know that? Isn't it weird? They like throw everything in the closet. <laughs> oh, we forgot the kids in there, too. <laughs> and we say, come on in, come on in. Can I go to your restroom? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's not the restroom. Don't open that door. <laughs> We got so much mess in our lives, church. And all we do is hide it in our closet. What we need to do is go in that closet and start throwing things away. Come on. Just throw it away. And for some of the things, why don't on fire? Remember in the old days, Sister Bloom, my wife probably remembers, we used to bring, have church services. Bring all your CDs and bring all those stupid movies and all this stuff. <laughs> and they, what they did, they lit it on fire. Cigarettes, whatever it was. I think a few times I almost threw myself on there, you know, like, hey, I, need, I just need to get rid of this stuff. We need services like that again. So you know what, I don't need this in my life. But we put it in the closet to say, you know what, just maybe. Like, I may need it someday, or you know, I don't want to let go of all that. You know, I, I love God, but I, 
I still love that too. Doesn't the Bible say you can't serve what? Two masters? You'll be devoted to one and despise the other. We, we can't do that, church. If you're hold, hiding things in your closet, guess what? You, there's a, there, you're, you're playing two lives. You're playing the fence again. Come on, we got to choose. In these days right now, it, right now is not a time to play with God. It is not a time to play church. It's time to be the church. It's time to be who we need and say, God, I need this temple cleaned. Come on, send the Holy Spirit, send your, send every, send angels, send people, send whoever, Gabriel, come on, just clean up the stuff inside of me. I, I, I'm done. It's time to say, I'm done. Say that with me. I'm done. It's easy to say, but it's, it's saying, it's really meaning I'm done. I, I don't want to go through this anymore. I don't want to go through this. I don't want to hide nothing no more. Who am I fooling? He knows it's there. We can fight it from each other, amen, but the God knows it's there. And the Holy Spirit's saying, get rid of it. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. And we don't listen. And one of these days, guess what? He's just going to open that closet in front of your family and expose everything that's in there. Is that going to be a happy day? It's going to be embarrassing for some of us. Shame for some of us. Let's clean the closets, church. And don't take it to goodwill. <laughs> we just take it to goodwill. They're, they're demons anyway. Hallelujah. But no. <laughs> goodwill don't need that. It needs to be thrown away. You got You're gonna have to put it out there on bulk day, hallelujah, and let the Holy Spirit bring its 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 its, its, its garbage truck and pick up that thing and and get rid of it for once and for all. Come on, it's bulk day. Come on, we know bulk day, right? It's when you put the bulk stuff out there for the trash, amen. Some of us we just need bulk day. All we're doing is our daily little trash. You need you need to get rid of your the bulk, hallelujah. You didn't know that. It's bulk day. Hallelujah. Just put all that stuff. Just line it up in the trash on the street and let the Holy Spirit take it away. Come on, somebody. Say amen. amen. Come on. In fact, what it's telling us here also is that you and I are no longer alone anymore. He'll always be with us. Why? Because he dwells inside of us, meaning that he'll never leave us nor what? forsake us amen john chapter 14 12, uh, 17 says there's a spirit of truth the world cannot accept them because they neither see him or know him but you say i you know him for he lives in you and you will be, and, and he is with you see i thank god for the presence of the holy spirit in my life i, I thank god for the relationship that i have with him amen he's my best friend amen he's always there to guide me help me no matter what amen he rebukes he corrects he leads me and let me tell you sometimes sometimes he slaps me some of us need a slap from the holy spirit hallelujah Come on, if he's your friend, he can slap you. Hallelujah. And there's times like, snap out of it. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but there every once in a while, I need a Holy Ghost slap. We must root ourselves in him to be built up in him, church. Uh, we have to maintain that relationship by staying, listen, consistent. Otherwise, it can stop growing and it can die. 
Often we as Christians neglect building, uh, uh, neglect the building and the maintaining of our relationship with the Holy Spirit. We start operating in our own strength and doing whatever we want to do again. And when that happens, we run out of power, church, and the fire starts to get low. And if we're not careful, church, listen, the fire can go out. We must say, I must keep the fire burning in our relationship. We need to cultivate that. It's not my job. It's not my wife's job. It is your job to stir up the fire, church. It is your job to stir it up. It's not Miranda's job. It's no other leader's job in this place. It is your job to cultivate that. It says stir up the gift. I'm here to encourage you. I'll be a cheerleader for you. I'll root for you. I'll pray for you. Amen. But I can't be you. Leviticus. Leviticus. I got to start. Somebody say, slow down, Pastor. I get excited. I'm excited. Hallelujah. But Leviticus. Leviticus. I'm going real fast now again. Leviticus 6.12 says this, the fire must keep, must be kept burning at the altar continuously. It must not go out. Come on, the, the fire on the altar must be kept burning. It must not go out, church. Come on, it shows here that it, there was a constant watch, a constant attention to the, to the, around the clock for this fire so that the fire would never go out. And the same is with you and I, church. The fire of the Holy Spirit in our lives should never be allowed to go out. We must keep it burning. We have to stir it, amen. Stir it, even if it's maintained. There'll be splurts of fire at time, amen. But there has to be a constant fire. 2 Timothy 1.6 says, this is why I remind you, and he's ta- here's Paul talking to Timothy, I remind you to fan it, fan into the flame the spiritual gift that God gave you. Fan it. Come on, this armory class, amen, something was given to you, there was a gift given to you, and now you got to fan it. You got to fan it. You got to keep the fire burning. You got to keep that excitement burning. Everything that you said here, everything that you testify here, that's up to you now. You got to fan that. You got to keep it going. First Thessalonians 5.19 says, don't stifle this Holy Spirit. In other words, don't, cr- don't quench or don't put out. We got to keep it burning. We need a fresh fire, church. Come on, the fire just a... That just burns. Come on, you ever just got charcoal and the flame was really low when you're trying to barbecue? What happens when you throw some, some, uh, some of that uh, fluid? What happens? That's what we need. Come on, it's low. That's when you start to pray, and that's when you start to call out and say, "God, bring the fire." Come on, if you say, "God, I want fire," would He not give it to you? Wouldn't He? If you ask for good things, wouldn't would he not just give you good things? You can ask the Father whatever you want. We can ask for fire, church. Fire. Fire. Right? Fire illuminates. And when we're on fire, 
And we get next to somebody that's maybe running along. We just rub and we, we fellowship a little bit and say, what's up, sis? It's all right. You're going to be okay. And all of a sudden, oh, yeah, I believe. I believe. And all of a sudden, poof, she's on fire. Hallelujah. And then now she can go to another sister and say, what's going on, sis? Let's pray. And we can just go. There can be a fire in this place. Come on. And if there can be a fire within us, guess what? The house can be on fire, amen. The house can be on fire, amen. Right, Sister Bloom? Didn't that happen in Maywood one day? What did they see outside? Fire on the roof. They, the neighbors called it in, huh? And they saw actual flames, didn't they? And they called the fire department out, right? And what did the fire department do? Coming to the church, and what happened when they got in? And was there any fire in there physically? All they saw was what? Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost fire. Holy Ghost fire. Come on. The fire. Come on. Let's light this house on fire. What we need is another call from the fire department says, where's the fire? We see the flames in this place. Come on. Where is it at? Amen. And we can all just laugh and say, ah, ha, ha. It's the Holy Ghost. True story, right? Because why? She was there. Don't you want to see some of that stuff? He still wants to do it. <laughs> Come on, we have seen things in our ministry here. God is moving in a powerful way, and the devil's trying to quench, listen, the fire. And we're biting into the lies. We're biting into those things. And he's bringing confusion. He's bringing, but because no one understands the Father's plan. We're all concerned about us. Me, myself, and I. Instead of saying, Father, what is it? And God's telling you, wait. Don't, 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 don't jump ship. Don't, don't, don't go ahead of me. Wait, because I'm going to bring some fresh fire. When the fresh fire comes, it's going to give you revelation. It's going to bring transformation. It's going to be a renewing of your mind. It's going to blow your mind. It's going to bring an, an, a, the anointing. Listen, church, the church lacks the anointing. And when the, when the Spirit of God is falling, the fire here, the anointing is released. So he wants to release things within us that the anointing can flow through. The anointing just doesn't just flow to flow. It needs people. It needs you. That's why it was so important for those 20, 120 in that upper room to wait because the Holy Spirit was going to flow inside them and then the anointing was going to come. That's why Peter was so anointed that when he preached that first sermon, people got saved. It wasn't because he was wild or he was a great speaker or nothing else because the anointing was in him when we just get out of the way of being us listen and allow him to be him then things happen i don't know about you but i want the anointing to flow in this place I want the anointing to flow over me, amen. And you can pray, Holy Spirit, anoint me. Holy Spirit, put me on fire. And he'll, he'll just bring out his, his little uh, can of 
Lighter fluid, amen. Charcoal fluid. And boom, if you have a little fire in you, guess what? And what happens when that fire illuminates? What happens after? It starts to what? Down. And what do you got to do to keep it going? Thank God for propane, amen, hallelujah. So I should do before propane. I had to do that. And you had to what? Keep on fanning, and all of a sudden the, the charcoals turned red, and all of a sudden, and you didn't have to add no more. You didn't have to do. Come on, you're a barbecue guy. Come on, hallelujah. Help me out here, hallelujah. <laughs> come on, come on. Now you're friends with this guy, and you give him your phone number. He'll send you pictures of food, hallelujah. <laughs> but the, <laughs> but the fan, you got to fan it. You got to you got to keep it going. But once it's on. You can walk away. Once that fire's going, it's, it's going. You can throw meat after meat. You may throw a couple of charcoals a little bit more, but no more fanning. Because the, even the new charcoal that goes in all of a sudden goes, turns back on. Because that constant flame is there. Because there's a good heat there. There's a good heat. Come on, you got to have a good heat inside of you. It has to be maintaining you. And that good heat will stop you from doing things that you're not supposed to be doing. It's that constant fire. It's a constant reminder. That's why you got to have a constant relationship. Constant relation. Once you stop the relationship, once you stop the praying, once you stop the reading, once you stop the giving, listen, all that stops. The fire gets low, and you're wondering, what's going on? Ah, help, Pastor. Are you doing this? Are you doing this? You're doing this? No, that's your problem. Those are the three big threes right there. When you stop getting the fire and the fire starts going low, you stop praying, you stop reading, and you stop giving. When I see people stop giving, I say, oh, they're going through something. I already know because the commitment's not there no more. So if they're not giving, guess what? They're not praying, and they're not reading. <laughs> it, 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 it is. You can give me any person going through a season and say, stop doing that. I can tell them that's what you stopped. It's the truth. Because if you're constantly on fire, those things never stop. They keep going because it's who you are. We're the church. That's what the church does. And so we got to continue. you got to fan it. Keep that relationship burning, church. Come on, every once in a while, i got to bring flowers to, to my wife, to my bride. Why? Because I want the fire to keep burning. Here we go. Fire. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> the house, the house, the house is on. <laughs> I'm going to close today because now my stomach's saying just go eat. People of God, listen, people of God should be walking in the Spirit of God. And with the, as we're walking in the Spirit of God, guess what? The gifts flow that are within us. Enjoy the presence, His presence by, by stirring up the fire that He's placed inside of us. Come on, He's given us fire, church. When we first got saved, it was the best day of the fire starter that just started in your life right there, amen. you got to stir that up, amen. And those, uh, come on, uh, uh, they're going, come on, they're going to be doing this. We're going to make a difference in this world. We're going to make a difference within our own lives in these last days. Let's not, let, let's, let's not ignore the presence of God, but let's be transformed by the fire. Come on. And for some of us, we just need fresh fire. Just some fresh fire inside. That's all. 
some throw on throw some new coals in there, some coals in there. Let them get let them get lit, and but you're gonna have to do some work again. You're gonna have to fan it. You gotta fan it. You gotta keep it going, church. And when we do that, church, God can unite us with each other, with Him Almighty, and then we can be the church. And when we become the church and we start, now God starts dealing with us. Now we start to repent because the Holy Spirit says, hey, you got stuff in your temple. I can't live there with this. I can't live there with that stuff. Either get rid of it or I'm out of here. He'll leave. If you want to sin, you want to do your own thing, he'll say, okay, I'll, I'll come back. But I can't stay with this mess. God, I, I, don't, want, I don't want him. It's so important that we need him. And when he's away from you, it's, you feel so miserable. Oh, my Lord, you do. Don't you? When you're not in his presence, it just feels ugly. And it just feels, ah, I just, why, what's wrong with me? It's like you're not stirring it. You're not talking to him. There's nothing there. It's like, come on, don't, don't talk to your spouse for two weeks in the same house and see what, how that goes. Hallelujah. <laughs> well, I was like, whoa, whoa, what's wrong with him? What's wrong with her? And I was like, ah, eh, eh. You got to keep talking. You got to keep refreshing each other. Come on, somebody.